Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast, Brando. Well, it's good to be back, James. And people of the Great Dive Podcast listening world, it's good to finally be back up from uh, last week being anchored to the bottom. <laughs> and I tell you what, it, it seems like I was anchored to the bottom all weekend. I mean, that was a, I had a lot of time underwater this past weekend. Well, that's good, isn't it? It's very good. A lot of bubble blowing. Well, it's good you got back up, you know, seeing you had an equipment issue that could have kept you down there. Oh, I did. I uh, uh, That's another, within a year, another major BCD wing failure for old Jamesy. The old, uh, the old instructor equipment issue is uh, getting, taking its toll on me. You know, I had that big... <laughs> inflator head issue when i was down there in the keys teaching that class last fall and now i had uh, the whole side of my wing the, the the stitching had been coming out of my old halcyon explorer 55 wing that my old trusty wing that i loved and uh finally the, the bladder just like popped out of the side of it underwater over the weekend which, uh, you know, in hindsight, you, you probably should say you should probably get that fixed. Get another <laughs> wing before you get back in the water. But as us diving professionals know, uh, the instructor doesn't get to uh, get out of the water when it's a little bit difficult to equalize their ears or their mask is a little foggy because their defog ran out. Or the side of their wing blows out. <laughs> you still got, still got three more dives to do. Which brings us to our newest sponsor for a great Dive podcast, Gorilla Tape. <laughs> Gorilla Tape, save the day, people. Yeah, just know it's uh, it works. I was a little I was a little cautious, but yeah, I uh, zipped open that that outer shell of that wing and Gorilla Tape the hell out of the inside of it. And uh, it, it held great for the weekend. It just by the end of the day, Sunday, it started opening back up. Yeah, all you needed was another. I mean, if you had to, you could have just thrown some more on there. But it worked for. Uh, I had a whole roll one left. whole day. Yeah, you could make a whole a whole wing out of Gorilla Tape, man. I've got a whole. <laughs> I got a whole roll left to finish out the rest of the season. I have a whole roll of Gorilla Tape left. Make the entire wing out of Gorilla Tape, man. See how it works. You might be onto something. Kickstarter. I'm gonna do a Kickstarter uh, the donation GoFundMe <laughs> for creating uh, Gorilla Tape wings. <laughs> Old Jamesy Signature Series Gorilla Tape wings. I like it. Let's see where this goes, people. Duct tape wings. Uh... You can make a duct tape wallet. You can make a duct tape purse. I, I, I've seen people with duct tape dresses. Why not a duct tape wing? Well, none of what you stated before has any, like, implications if it fails that are possibly life-threatening to you or your dive team. But other than that, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> Duct tape boxer shorts, that could be uh, life-threatening if those failed on you. Would it, though? Painful, but life-threatening. <laughs> 
Not like the Manscaped boxers, Brando. No, the Manscaped boxers are actually quite nice. Very comfortable. Do, are they made of something ballistic? Uh, no, I but they not. do have that uh, little jeweled pouch. Ah, the jeweled pouch. Pouch for the old jewels. You got to do, uh, they're far more comfortable and, and way better at reducing that dreaded swamp crotch, which I think of a, if you had a pair of duct tape boxer shorts, you're probably going to have a, a bit of the old swamp crotch. So probably not the best choice, unlike our friends over at Manscaped. Swamp crotch, eh? They know how to take <laughs> care of our uh, bouncing bundles of joy, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean, Brando. I'm talking about your baby makers. Yeah, mine are, uh, they've already done their job. They've done what <laughs> has been required of them. Duty called, and they performed flawlessly. <laughs> bronze. They're bronzed at the old Schwartzy house. Mm. Right next to his first pair of manscaped boxers. But just like when your little baby makers got done doing their job, making babies... <laughs> You're delicate little guys, you know, had, you know, they got some sensitive skin and they deserve products, people, that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. And that's where our friends at Manscaped with their platinum package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com. Don't forget to use our code TGDP for 20% off and free shipping. Tell them old Jamesy and Brando sent you. Get your boys ready for that next party at the pool, next little party in the bedroom, or <laughs> next little party at the quarry because you're uh, going diving or taking a, taking a class diving. Get 20% off of free shipping with the code TGDP at manscaped.com. Everybody, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Don't forget to use our code TGDP. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. Brando, I was teaching all weekend. You were kind enough to come down and hang out with us, be the voice of reason, take some, <laughs> take some pictures along the way. Uh, yes, I was, I was coming down mostly for the emergency wing issue, but you had that under control thanks to Gorilla Tape. So, yeah, just nice to hang out with a couple old friends. Old friends and students who... Um, we're taking a, a really cool class. One of my you know, new favorite classes to teach is this overhead protocols. You know, for someone that's looking to get into diving beyond the open water, you know, typically, you know, you either you, know, you, you take a, a cave class, which is generally in a cave, so it's it's hard to get a lot of uh, you know feedback and, and, and see what you're doing, or on the recreational end, you're taking just a, you know a recreational wreck diving class, which is for the most part swimming around a structure, and, you know, <laughs> peeking peeking inside with a with a reel. You know, uh, th this class is you know for for us the way we run it is I mean this is like the the first couple days of of cave training or or a real you know more advanced shipwreck penetration training, you know, post taking an essentials class where you really learn to run a line, where you learn to tie into a main line, understanding jumps, understanding gas management, team positioning. And uh, it's, a, it's a really challenging class. And we had some we had a, an interesting look at, at that whole thing of like learning, you know, learning diving 
you know, for a lot of people is, is challenging enough just getting a scuba certification, you know, and then wanting to get good at diving to the point where you can do it on your own outside of, you know, following a, a, a dive staff and a dive master and, and being on a, a tour, you know, having the confidence to know that you can get back home and then let alone if you want to go into more and more demanding environments, which typically for divers is the case. You know, once you get certified, they want to go deeper, they want to go further, they want to stay longer. But a lot of times that happens before they've had a chance to really build a, a, a true level of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you have people that have just, you know, they have a false confidence. They have a confidence based in, I don't in their own ego, I guess. I have no idea. But um, we run across that, at least I've run across that, especially in the years I was teaching much more often. A person with a an inverse level of confidence to skill level. So, um, And that can be super dangerous as well. Well, again, this is something that, you know, Gareth talks about a lot with the human factors too. Yeah. Well, absolutely. It is, it is part of the human factors of learning anything uh, in it becomes much more critical when you're learning something that's where mistakes can have deadly consequences or fatal consequences. So, yeah, I mean, you, you've got to have, there's there that two ends of the spectrum there, the person that doesn't have the confidence that they need, they have too little confidence, and then there's the person that has way too much confidence, as opposed to that confidence based in reality. You know, you're a little iffy on doing certain skills or uh, being introduced to something new, and you don't have that uh, assuredness that helps the, the skill flow through you. And then there's this overconfident person. But a lot of times that confidence is not based in reality where this person has so much confidence and is poor at the skills and is uh, really in their own mind. You know, they're not really performing where they need to be and they think they've got it down. You know, we see see both of those a lot. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. That, uh, in the scuba world, there's a lot of false confidence that you see. A lot. We're, uh, you're <laughs> underestimating usually it. Everybody, <laughs> usually anybody standing on the, the boat or on the dock or, or walking around the quarry, you can hear this coming out of them. I mean, typically the person that is speaking as though they are 100% right all of the time, uh, that's usually a, a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah, or people, you know, especially with breathers these days, I'm seeing... Uh, people going into breathers that have not remotely mastered open water skill sets, you know, as far as buoyancy control and awareness and even propulsion techniques. Well, yeah, because, which is 90% of the reason why they go to the breathers because they, they don't have to worry about gas supply anymore. Yeah, so they take out the, that whole gas supply issue. But you add in a whole, whole slew of new complexity that could create a multitude of issues. You see a lot in the, in the breather world. I mean, people going into rebreathers with a, a year of open circuit under the belt, knowing that gas supply is now a non-issue as far as its relationship to depth. So now it just opens up the whole goddamn ocean. Right, the and they, the go, yeah. they go way deeper than they need to be, way longer, way further than they need to be, and it's probably not going to be an issue until it's an issue, and then it's a big one. 
Right. And I see that in the breather world, that overconfidence, not really based in any reality in the breather world more than anything. And then in in our open circuit world, you get people uh, that lack the confidence, that should have more confidence, but they lack a bit of confidence in themselves, you know, especially like taking a class. They believe they're not supposed to make the mistakes. In reality, the class is all about making mistakes. It's all about finding what's wrong to do. Yeah, we tell you, do this, don't do this, because this might happen. Do this, do this, don't do this. But you're going to get caught up in the moment. And that's what we're trying to show you is it's real easy to get caught up in the moment. It's real easy to make a silly mistake. And that's why it was brought up to you ahead of time. And not that you, you know, you're going to fail the class if you make that mistake, but it's a good reinforcement as far as that law of intensity, right? When you do make that mistake and, and we show it to you and uh, it hits you like, well, that's why they were talking about it because it's so easy to make. It is even for experienced divers. Right, and, and even early on you see this with, with people, <laughs> something as simple as on land, you know, everyone's going to sit there and talk to you about you need to have good buoyancy and you need to have good trim, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, now let's go down, student, and uh, I'm going to teach a class. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times you see instructor and student collapsing into the bottom. I mean, it's it's why you go to a place like where we were this weekend where there's a 100 feet of visibility in the area of the quarry where nobody is. Yeah. And there's 10 feet of visibility where all the instruction for the most part is taking place. Well, yeah. Yet, yet just five minutes ago before that instructor <laughs> got in the water, he was telling everybody about what buoyancy control is. So what, what people think they have versus what the the reality of what they have are, are, are very much two different things. And that's, you know, we I mean, I brought up Gareth a minute ago, and, and that's, you know, what he's really helped bring to the, this whole world of scuba, that whole Dunning-Kruger effect of, yeah, you just get going. Everybody's got a ton of confidence because the way the typical instruction out there is designed, it's a handshake, yeah. a pat on the back, a shiny gold certification card. Positive, 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 positive reinforcement. reinforcement. No and you're like, real... God damn it, we are the best. Yeah, he, he didn't say a goddamn bad word about us. And you're not allowed to say a bad word well, about, about him. For thank the, you. Right? I mean, that's the way the whole entire scuba education model has been, right? So, you know, when you come to something like, you know, the essentials, and then the next, you know, then you think you get through the essentials finally and you're ready to take the next class. You go, I'm done with the hard stuff. <laughs> no. I'm like, oh, no, baby. No. <laughs> We're, We're just, just going to add. Start. We're just We're getting just started. Getting yeah. started. Yeah, but that's exactly. for a reason, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the whole idea is you, you learn what you need to go out and learn. Okay? So it's your license to learn. It's your... It's your book of training you're getting. You're getting certified to train yourself. And then you go out and, and train and train and train. And, and you have fun along the way. Don't, don't get so focused on, on the training. But there's a point to it. The point is, you know, you go out and do these quarry dives and muddy lake dives with a, a whole bunch of equipment that's really not needed for a quarry dive or a muddy lake dive. And you do it with a team and you try to try to make it more complex and harder than it is so that when you 
do have the opportunity to go out on the big dives, you've trained out all, all your possible mistakes, you know, for the most part. It doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes. You're not going to have equipment issues, as we know. Well, you're definitely going to make mistakes. Yeah, and you're definitely going to have equipment issues. Okay. Right, right. And, th- I mean, part I guess the that's the thing is, you know, so for most instruction, I can remember back to me, you know, back being an advanced open water diver. <laughs> and, and I remember being a, 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 a wreck diver. I took my wreck diving class. And, you know, again, it was all, this is a real <sighs> quasi kind of real I <laughs> look back at that real and, and, uh-huh. and have second thoughts nowadays but anyways this is a real you gotta hook it up you swim inside you turn around <laughs> and you come back out see what could go wrong handshake here you're a wreck diver here you go sweet and i'm you know i could wear this badge and i can buy the t-shirt and i can be confident and uh, I'm a badass wreck diver. I can tell everybody at the dive shop, and I can tell everybody on the dive boat. And then I remember trying to do a wreck dive and scaring the hell out of myself. Not much after that handshake, realizing that whoa, this is this is a lot harder when, when I'm on my own and uh, trying to do this. And uh, I, I actually I realized I got a lot of goddamn questions that I have no <laughs> goddamn clue how to yeah, answer. Well, yeah. Yeah, because you didn't have uh, you didn't take the clay, the class, the course, with any basis of or viewpoint of what is needed to be known to do a real wreck dive. You just assume your instructor's gonna have all that knowledge for you. And I mean, again, now we start to go down these these little tangents, these little pathways of what is the course you're taking? Who is the instructor? What experience do they have? Do they have the real ability to show you all the possibilities of fuck ups and to teach that that a philosophy to help you avoid those fuck ups? Or if you do end up starting to get into a world of hurt down there, do you have the ability to get out of it and know when to say, okay? abort the dive, we're done. You know, all that stuff. That comes from experience. That comes from an, an instructor who's actually wreck diving and, and wreck diving the right way. And yeah, I'm going to say the right way because there's there's a bunch of ways out there and we've we've talked about them before and some of them can lead you into a fucking, that's a coffin for you. Not a, not just the, the sailors. You're going to be an, an added little showcase on that wreck so well in, in many in many ways you know you're right and I'm, i can say that you're you're right because i i remember having that feeling mm-hmm. yeah of of what i thought was just you know doing a wreck dive and okay you know you you get this certification and then you try to replicate that, <laughs> you know, that Man. certification you got in a yeah, quarry to now you're on an actual real natural shipwreck that's not like the little structure that you <laughs> played around <laughs> in or, or you're right. on this, you know, superficial restriction of, of distance you know, the, the reality of, of being in, in a place where you're in a real overhead and without light and, and to know that, holy shit, something can go wrong here. You should be going through that in your training of of being shown something can go wrong here. 
Something right. probably will go wrong here, and this is going to be way more complicated than just watching me like guide you through it, right? And then giving Follow you a handshake on. and telling you to go do what I just did, and it'll everything will be just <laughs> fine in the future. That's well, yeah. not that's not training, and that's not learning. That's uh, again, I'm, I've said this many times that that's what so much of the instruction is is in the the scuba world. It's not to make you a wreck diver. It's to Take now your you money. have the yeah to take <laughs> your money so that now you can follow a dive guide on a wreck dive. It's not making you a wreck diver. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's there to uh, give you a card, and this is where I think a lot of the source of that false confidence comes from is you got you, you get that silly ass card, and with that comes the idea, you know, the patch on your jacket. And now you can call yourself a wreck diver or or, or whatever silly ass specialty you're going for but that's a false confidence and you got to have a a confidence based in reality confidence is is critical to diving wouldn't you say especially to learning diving but it's critical to diving period but it's got to be based in reality you and I we were talking on the way home on the phone about confidence and, and learning and you know especially like the essentials the whole thing with the essentials is building that foundation for you to learn. So we call those those, those foundational blocks, balance, buoyancy, trim, proper equipment, a proper mindset, and, and introducing you to the awareness, the principle of being aware underwater, your times in, your times out, your turn times, a real gas plan. Those are all the foundation. Those are those blocks on a pyramid that are at the base. But I was talking and I, I thinking about it, and it's like that confidence is like the mortar of the blocks. It's going to hold all that shit together, right? It's it's really what holds all your little skill sets together. And um, as you continue to grow, you're going to throw more bricks onto that pyramid, you know, as in overhead yeah. procedures. You know, you're going to start running line. And now you have to run line and maintain awareness of the environment and maintain awareness of your equipment and your body within the environment with the line floating around, and now you've got current to deal with. All kinds of added factors into it. If you don't have the confidence, then all that shit's going to fall apart. Right. You can keep stacking stacking bricks on top of bricks, you know, <laughs> to build off, to build a wall. But if you don't have if you don't have that mortar of confidence, absolutely, eventually those. Bricks are going to fall over, or they're going to get knocked over. Usually by a a, a bad fin kick, they're going to get <laughs> exactly. knocked over, or it takes. A, a hand swimming, or or something's going to take them out. But yeah, I mean, uh, you look at so many people, and this is why you know where I came to the realization that I gave up, and I was like, I, I want to find some real instruction, and went out yeah. to seek it to, yes. to get what I knew was missing. And I know you had that same you know realization mm-hmm. too it, it's it's just getting that same handshake pattern <clears throat> program and and then finding the reality that you know I don't have what I think I have right you got to well, be put to the test yeah don't you? it pissed me off as much as it frightened the hell out of me yeah exactly i mean that well that that's a huge part of it finding that that instruction that you know is going to uh, put you to the test. The course is not going to be, you know, three days of kumbaya or five days of sitting around a campfire singing kumbaya. It's going to be long days of hard work 
and a lot of self-reflection and a lot of thinking going into like what what am I doing or where trying to get that mind in the right place you know that I think that's a, a big part of being a good instructor is trying to get the student's mind into that place where they are thinking like a diver so they approach everything that's being thrown at them in the mindset of a diver, not not in the mindset of a student like, I got to do this correctly or I'm, I'm going to get a bad mark on my paper, but in the mindset of, okay, he's going to throw problems or she's going to throw problems at me and I've got to fix them in a manner that doesn't create more problems. Right, which is until until you've got the essentials down, it's really hard to be able to do that because you still think like a land person with scuba with scuba gear on, right? That's the whole point of the essentials is we need to transform you out of land mind, land brain, and get you thinking like an a real diver and then something like you know overhead we now we can actually start doing it because we don't have to worry about are you gonna lose trim are you gonna lose buoyancy mm-hmm. is your is you're gonna kick and go flopping and flailing you know it, okay you've at least got that 99 percent of the time and as the problems heat up which they definitely are going to if you're going to get any real instruction the, they need to heat up to the point where you start, those things start to break down so that you can understand something in yourself of where do I break down? Where do I start losing losing that underwater mind and, and resort back to my land brain? You mm-hmm. need to become intimate with that if you're going to grow as a diver. Exactly. And, I, and that's, that's where, you know, you watch divers go into the essentials and uh... – you know, the smart ones lack lack the confidence right off the bat. And then they start to build the confidence. And they pass essentials. They go off for a year or two or whatever it takes. And uh, they really build the confidence. And it's based in reality. And with that comes that ability to have those basics down without having to take so much energy from their thought processes and focus it on balance, buoyancy, trim, propulsion, awareness of my team, and environment. They have the ability to actually add something into the mix, and it doesn't affect those things because they're on autopilot for the most part as far as balance, buoyancy, trim, my team, and that kind of thing. Gas planning, gas awareness. There's a bunch of things we can throw in there that are all under the heading of essential fundamental skills, those basic skills that come out of a course like the essentials. But... uh Throwing throwing uh, new skills to somebody who doesn't have those basics down, nothing good you're is going to happen. You're just you're wasting, wasting time. time. Everybody's time. You you know you said something interesting there that the smart ones come into that class lacking confidence because they have no reality to base any confidence in. Or if when I say that they're lacking, maybe they think they've got it down, and then we get them in the water. I don't think these days. Anybody comes into the class unaware of what the class is really about and what's required of them. Maybe, I mean, if you do have someone with that overconfidence in the the essentials class, it's because they've never seen themselves in the water. Well, that's it, (laughs) right? Because everybody goes, what are you going to do? Well, we're going to look at uh, buoyancy and trim. Oh, yeah, I got got, got Got good buoyancy. Buddha. I got good buoyancy. I, I learned the finger push-off. I was the best finger push-off uh, in my whole buoyancy class. Yeah. I, I got that. You don't know what you don't know. We say that so often, but that's a, a perfect class where somebody comes in with a, overconfidence, and, and it's only because they don't know what they don't know. And, and that's the whole idea behind the course is let's get you up to 
where you can begin to learn to dive. And then also being able to flip the switch immediately. You know, when, when things aren't going well and uh, you, you start getting frustrated and you start getting angry and, yeah. and you're pissed off at the situation, there's no place for that in your mind underwater. You, yeah. You've got to be able to shut that down, uh, shut that inner voice down because you're eroding that mortar of, of, <laughs> all, of all those bricks, right? You're killing the confidence. You are, and, and what it does to a team, what it does to a diver, is doesn't help anything so yeah that's that ability to flip the switch is huge just when things start to go wrong yeah you get you start to see the frustration build but i like to see when divers yeah you can watch them and the frustration's building and then they just stop and like you say they flip the switch stop calm down breathe either you know we say fuck this roll the reel into a ball, hook a bolt snap on it, leave it there, and exit. And we'll go back and we'll rethink this and we'll go back and fix things. you got to know when to do that, when to abort that dive. And then also you need to be able to read that in a teammate as well. An understanding that the way you communicate can can calmly settle this situation (laughs) or it can pour kerosene on top of that little sparking candle and make things way worse right so there's two sides of that that mortar as well you know as a you just mentioned the team because it's not just about that one person getting frustrated right oh absolutely and you can't yeah you can't be yelling at anybody you can't be degrading anybody or berating anybody and that goes, you know, get on the top side. You can talk, I guess, a little bit more. Uh, well, there's like the where that, you can but, have that. Yeah, you but you still, there. you still got to be reasonable. You still got to be reasonable. And and it's another thing to have a little, you know, friendly ribbing between each other. But you still got to remember you're both on the same team. And underwater, the the person that makes the screw up, and the person that screams at the person underwater for making the screw up or berates them. The person berating them, to me, that, that causes more damage than making a screw-up. Everybody screws up. Right. It's, it's, and especially in this type of training, yeah. you're supposed to screw up. Well, we uh, want I'm you to designing, screw up in the training. designing yes. to you to screw up. If yeah. you're not screwing up, that just means i got to work Turn harder to heat. figure out yeah. how to make <laughs> you screw up because the yeah. point isn't not screwing up. The point is how do you deal with your brain after things have gone bad? Right. Do you stay cool, calm, and collected, mm-hmm. or do you let it get worse and let the frustration build? And once the frustration builds, do you do you work at communicating better, or do you just get more and more frustrated and yell louder and louder and louder because that's not helping? Right. The uh, the, the the hardest part about communicating is realizing that it's you know that burdens on me to make it clear to you it's not on you to listen and pay attention to the perfect no. <laughs> perfect communication i'm giving can't you well, understand it, what I'm... i would argue it's a little bit on both but yeah you you can't the, you're a team and, and and arguing about who's at fault gets nobody any you know doesn't get anybody anywhere it's it's all about leave your goddamn egos at home we're a team We've got to, we're going on a dive. The whole idea is we enjoy ourselves, knowing that we are going to run into issues occasionally. Something's going to be done wrong. 
and it's not going to get done better. It's not going to be remedied by screaming or yelling or getting angry at each other. It's just not going to get remedied that way. It never does. Work together, work through the little issue, and then continue the dive if you can do that or, you know, abort the dive. But either way, you're right. Getting angry underwater, not good for anyone involved. And that's what we were talking about with the essentials being so important because it's it's a it's the first place you really get to be shown yourself in the water and where your brain is focused right and so many people are are focused on i got to get you know a little bit more air in my bcd i got to get my knees up i got to get my head back and you know, i got to get my keep my feet out of the water and try to try to stay flat and horizontal and, oh uh, sh- shit i haven't been paying attention to my buddy this whole entire time then you start realizing these things and this is another one that starts popping in is when you start getting frustrated there's another huge chunk that's taking away your awareness from from the important stuff that's going on, and there's no room for frustration to, to start creeping and getting bigger and bigger and taking more and more awareness because you're already so limited. Yeah. I mean, look at it like a pie chart of your right. mental energy you have available to work with underwater, your focusability, whatever you want to call it. But when you you start dividing it up, and if you have any of it that's like the irons on at home or my kids are being jackholes or whatever, okay, that's going to take up part of your pie chart. So you got to find a way to train your brain that when you go underwater, your pie chart clears. It's all one nice color. You're thinking underwater. And if you, you look at it and watch, okay, now I'm thinking underwater. If a huge chunk of it is my propulsion technique because I'm shitty at it, well, I got to work on that. If a huge chunk of it is buoyancy and balance and trim, which, you know, that's what the essentials is about is getting rid of taking up that that mental energy and letting it become almost unconscious, right? It's like driving a car. We talk about that analogy a lot, right? You know, the first few days in driver's training, you're, you know, especially if you're in a manual, you're focused on actually operating that automobile keeping the correct speed, not killing anyone, you know, shifting and clutch and all that stuff if if that's uh what you're doing. You're not you don't dare touch the radio because you might <laughs> veer off into someone's house, right? Well, you know, don't that, roll that, the window down. What are you crazy? <laughs> I uh, uh, this is hilarious cuz I I remember right back to my driver's ed class. You know, uh you, like you mentioned the, the the smart ones come into the essentials lacking confidence yeah and, and i think w- the flip side of that one is there are the <laughs> overconfident ones yeah, and you, yeah. that last analogy just reminds me of day i mean day one first time behind the wheel this kid that was in my car and the driver said gets gets behind the wheel starts it up <laughs> Immediately he goes, can I change the radio station? <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the, the driver's instructor was like, no, you're not touching the radio. Get both hands on the wheel. <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just have to get, get the skill set. And even driving a car is a skill set. And um, then you'll be able to do things. Because your your pie chart isn't taken up with controlling the, the speed and controlling the steering wheel, and you you've got a broad view of all the you know street lights, yeah. signals, people. I've been driving every single day of my life, pretty much for the last thirty years, I, and still from time to time, there's like, oh, I should probably pay better attention, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, it still pops up. Let alone when you do one hundred 
hour-long dives <laughs> yes. in a year, you know? Right. And if you can do that, if you do 100 hour-long dives in a year, you're diving. You, right. You know, you're, right. you're really out there uh, putting the time in. And I know there are people that happen to work on the water or live right there on the water that can do more. But for most folks in scuba diving, 100 dives a year is is a lot of diving, and you will see improvement if you have the right mentality. Especially if you're doing that years in a row. Right, and then years in a row. I don't know about you, but I get super insulted when people, they're uh, angry uh, in the class. Like, they think they're going to come out of the class. They're going to, after <laughs> you got your open water card a couple of month, years ago or whatever, and you're going to be... Oh, I should look just like this guy, and I should be able to do everything like this guy. No, what are you? What you must think I'm a? I have an IQ of a fucking gnat. I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> I was in their shoes, and I would never have said that about an instructor of, especially the caliber of instruction I've received in the past twenty years. These people I've taken instruction from are uh, insanely good at what they do. Well, yeah, but but you, when you look at how they've been set up you know coming right you know where you got you know the typical class there's six instructor or there there's six students an instructor a dive master from the distance you can't tell which one's which because they're all standing standing up on the bottom kneeling on the bottom they're all getting the exact (laughs) same card regardless of performance Uh you can understand it a little bit yeah and i mean that's the other thing we talk about that important ingredient is the caliber of instruction and the course itself. So, Brando, I have a I have a little poem here. Well, I know you do. I know you do have poems. a poem, and I do like poem. And I haven't heard this one. And I did I did mention a little thing about old Doctor K. Seuss too. To Doctor K. Seuss, so I am curious to hear this poem. It's called Cave Schmave. Cave Schmave. I always say, <laughs> Cave Schmave. Cave schmertification. One fish, one fish, two fish, <laughs> red fish. Schmoofish. Red fish, screwfish. There you go. I'd like to tell you a tale about a little scuba story. It starts with three dudes and one chick in a quarry. They gathered for class. They gathered for OHP. They were gatherable gatherers. Gathering together, you see. Gathering gatherers. OHP is overhead protocols for our listening audience. My buddy and I were full of excitement. We made it. This is happening as we shared in delightment. We set up our gear. We snagged some gas fills as anticipation grew to learn a new set of skills. The instructor was engaging, rich in sagacity. The students were e. Dr. K. Seuss has been reading the thesaurus for fun. (laughs) (laughs) The students were eager and showed great tenacity. We were crushing our tasks. We felt unstoppable. We were tip-top on a top most untoppable. (laughs) What's that behind your ear? A tumultuous noise? A left post failure solved, maintaining control and poise. We played with the reel. We laid out line, even blindfolded and fumbling for some of the time. A few snags here, a few hiccups there. Not to sound pretentious, but our performance was fair. Not bad, Dr. Casus. 
I think uh, Dr. K. Seuss is giving the old Dr. Seuss a run for his money in the rhyming department for sure. Our minds were sharp. Our skills were stable. Not perfect, but optimistic. Then, but a twist to this fable. And on day two, human factors grew and grew. It happened to me. It could happen to you. Would you know what to do? Would your best shine through? Ask Mr. T. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. (laughs) (laughs) To throw in our own little additional line in that one. You can use that one, Doc. (laughs) Rhyming addendums by James Ian (laughs) Brown. If I told you mine did, it'd be quite the lie. I screwed up some shit and almost fake died. (laughs) I felt a bit foolish. And just when I didn't things could worsen, I fucked up again. (laughs) A potential death and with great instruction, a foresight to save me from my own destruction. Lessons to live by, not met without strife. Failing in class prepares you for success in life. Nice. I've accepted in training. You don't have to be perfect. Mistakes are frustrating, but very much worth it. Being vulnerable is something to embrace. Welcome the criticism. You're not there to save face. There you go. Yeah. That's not the end. Is that the end of it? No, no, oh, no. Okay. So not Keep, the going. End, yeah. Keep going. I'm going to make some comments. A good buddy also is a find of rare gold. When you find one worth keeping, maintain a firm hold. But the biggest challenge can be in the mirror. You can't really learn until you see yourself clearer. How well do you know the person behind the mask? In a bad situation, will you think clearly and fast? Class isn't just about performance and ability, but also critical thinking and mental stability. I have owned my mistakes, and yeah, we're now friends. Friends I don't plan on meeting again. The biggest obstacle can be your own mind. You must face your dragons and leave them behind. Farewell and adieu to you fair quarry maladies. Farewell and adieu, there will be no fatalities. Yes, farewell and adieu, Gilboa, it's been fun. I can cheers these mistakes so I can make new ones. Is that the end of it? That's the end. Oh, that's an awesome uh, little sentiment. For, for life period. I mean, this takes it all back home to, you know, di- I always say diving is life. You say it too. Diving is life because it shows you who you are. It can if you allow it. It allows you to see yourself momentary glimpses of who you actually are in the ways that you behave and where you need improvement. And, you know, nobody's perfect and you're always going to need improvement. So it'll show that to you in training with a great instructor, will do that for you. Right. I mean, that's why uh, there's certain people, I'm not going to just take any class. I want right. to take a class from somebody that's going to show me a side of myself that I don't know, that, that I don't get to see. We all have these little idiosyncrasies about ourselves that we don't mm-hmm. even realize 
who who we are that we just Man. run through the motions every day and and if you're going to learn anything and get better like you need somebody who can show you that this is what you do when you don't even realize you're doing it and you keep going to this you need to learn those triggers about yourself that set you up for what you're about to do so you can learn from them well it's all about balance right it's that it's that balance of the ego you need the ego you need the confidence but you got to keep it in check you got to keep it balanced and you need to fail so that you can learn how not to fail you need to know what to do when failure does happen because you're going to fail at things things are going to go wrong you know so, I remember back to uh, my old martial arts days, and we had this this guy, and, dude. You know, we had this dude. He was a kid, actually. Thinking back, you know, he yeah. was in his, like twenties, you know. Yeah, but he was uh, he was like the the second second in command at the school, you know, like the the there was like the main guy that ran the school, and this was like his number one protege, who uh, who would teach classes, who was really really good, but he'd never been hit. <laughs> never been never been never been punched in the face because i mean a lot of it was because he was that good i mean he was just really really smooth really really good good with skills but he never had been hit and uh the answer you know realizing if he needed to grow he needed to know what it was like to get punched in the face and sometimes people you got to get punched in the face. Is <laughs> the moral of the story? It's a good moral. If, you uh, do got to get punched in the face. You need to feel mistakes. You need to feel the ramifications of your mistakes too. If you're going to have the confidence to keep pushing, yeah, you're going to have to fall, take a couple of mm-hmm. bruises to to realize that you can get up from it and keep going. To know where your line is. Was that you, James? Was that guy you? No, that you know who that guy was? You're, you're supposed to do the whole Caddyshack line where he's like, yeah, you know who that guy was? And he goes, no. Noonan says, no. And he goes, take one good guess. And Noonan sarcastically says, Bob Hope. And Ty Webb goes, ha, ha. No, no. That guy was Mitch Cumstein, my roommate. He was a good guy. <laughs> you know, he got caught night putting. Putting at night <laughs> with the 15-year-old daughter of the dean. You remember that line? Anyway, I was waiting for that full hook to come in from that story you know who that guy was brando well you know guess who that what was? it did it did uh, come in it did bruce come in, lee it? no 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 good guess but that guy was my roommate mitch comstein <laughs> anyway. anyway anyway people yeah. well hey there's a little uh little f- episode about learning learning from your mistakes and uh what it takes to really build your confidence properly underwater and uh, as quickly as it comes to you when you uh, take a class, uh, the reality is that the more you, more time you spend with it, the the more you realize what you don't know. And yeah. it, it's going to take time and experience to to become truly competent and comfortable to, to let that confidence shine through you. And enjoy the journey, man. Enjoy the journey, yeah. It's not just about taking a class and getting a card and showing that off. Enjoy the long journey, people. Randall, should we sign some logbooks? Let's um, not take a second looks. Let's get out these old diving logbooks. 
Give me your logbook. I know everything about signing logbooks. I just took a <laughs> logbook signing specialty. I am the perfect logbook. Shit, I just wrote the time on the depth line. Son of a bitch. You've got your advanced diving logbook signing card patch jacket on. All right, everybody. We will talk to you again next week. Send us a message. Let us know uh, how your confidence is. Damn Skippy. Damn fucking Skippy. I'm going to put a little pizzazz in there. We spice it up with a fuck. (laughs) Damn fucking Skippy. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando.